Hello everyone, a quick message before the episode starts from your host Alexandria. So I just wanted to add a little trigger warning for this episode. We don't talk about anything really explicit and disturbing, but just the term astral world kind of brings up emotions for people, especially regarding the tragedy and the deaths of the 10 people. We're sending our love to those families. So just trigger warning if that comes up for you while listening to this episode thank you to jose once again for coming and it was a really informative episode and i hope you learn as much as i did lastly this is the final episode of the season so sending you guys lots of love and thank you guys so much for listening in 2021 happy new year and stay safe enjoy Welcome to a new episode of Pessimism at its Finest. I'm your host, Alexandria, and this week I have a special guest to discuss his time at Astroworld. I have Jose. Hi, Jose. Hi, my name is Jose. I am born and raised from Houston. Yes, so you're from Houston, and we're also Travis Scott's from. That I know. So you decided to go to the Astroworld Festival. So I did an episode on Astroworld for those who don't know, and it charted in like two countries. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should find someone who actually went there, interview them, find out more information. And then Jose, who was, you know, more than happy to offer to let me know what the festival is like since I wasn't there. I'm in Canada. So Jose, why did you go to the festival? And also how much does a ticket cost for that festival? Okay. So Put in perspective why um so the first two astro worlds um mm-hmm. i went to all three fun fact so um i don't lie throughout like the, the years that like astro world has been held that ticket yeah. price has gone up okay. so i think first year it was i think around 120 okay. second year it went to 250 and then this year it went up to 350 almost to 400 that is expensive oh my gosh <laughs> yeah like um the rolling yeah like like compared to other uh festivals rolling loud usually go for like what what 180 like compared to yeah. other festivals this is it's pretty expensive now it is yeah that is so i wonder if it's because of covid and because this was the only thing really going on uh yeah I, I, not, that has to play a major fact because just um out of like post COVID and everything, you know, going back out into the open, you know, mostly businesses mm-hmm. would slow down. So I'm pretty sure the like, you know, the main thing was to get at least like some type of funding, you know, just um that makes sense. Yeah, just they, they just have to um pretty sure he had to do what he had to do in order to get like at least some type of money. But that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would make sense. I couldn't imagine spending three fifty for a ticket. Now I wonder how much OVO Fest costs because that's here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm gonna look that up after. But okay, so why did you go this year? And have you been before? Yeah, so I went to all three, and okay. the reason I go for it is basically mm-hmm. 
I for experience, you know, um, my I think I think actually the first one was my first time going to some type of like concert festival. Yeah, and the first one like it was it was really awesome. It was like the energy, everything involved. It was really cool. And I wanted to go because I'm not going to say, you know, I'm going to try to stop. No, not like that. It was, I wanted to go see, you know, if you see an artist, you hear them for a while, you want to go see them. You want to go experience like what they're about. And yeah. so, yeah, for these um last three, or like, the last two, I'm, like, I'm going to go, you know, I fell in love with the first one. So I kept going. I went to the second one. But yeah, as you can, as news or what happened before on the second one, uh, everyone broke in. The energy was kind of shifty, but yeah. everybody had a good time. Okay, and then this one they broke in again. <laughs> yeah, they broke in again. But I think the reason why they started, or one of the main reasons why, is because you know it's post COVID. You know, no one has gone to a festival like I guess like yeah. during COVID because everyone was in lockdown. So you no, know, it was like one of the major events like first events here in houston yeah so i'm pretty sure you know everyone was like oh like locked up in the house and everything and they want to get a chance to get away from like you know being locked up in the house so yeah. that makes sense. energy was just everywhere this national was it good or bad energy because i keep okay i don't go on tiktok that often but i opened tiktok that day after a week after and everyone's like the energy was like very eerie very like well weird so for this astral world um what what we decided to do is go as a friend group so we can make sure you know we're all okay so right. we camped out the night before the festival and wow. Eric, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, it's just for some type of festivals like that. If you want to be able to like grab merch or like get like the best seats like in the concert, this uh, camper now. Um, I've I, never I'll, done that. <laughs> yeah, it was my first time camping out for something like that. So that's insane, but good on you guys. Good on you. Guys. <laughs> so what's funny is when we camped out, everything was like fine everybody who camped out they weren't you know troublemakers or nothing like that there was they were just you know regular people waiting to you know get into the festival right and i don't lie it was really cold that night here in houston it was like yeah. at 50 something degrees so i'm gonna <sighs> convert that i don't know we use we use the other one here in canada so i don't know high, right? I think. yeah i think that's what we use i i'm i'm a degenerate i told you earlier i'm not good with numbers <laughs> No, don't worry. Um, yeah, I don't know how to convert that either, but just it was, it was really cold. It was really cold. I had to wear I like ther- thermals under, so yeah. yeah, it was really cold. Um, the funny thing is, so it was, I think we camped out like from I think 12 p.m. at night or like at okay. midnight all yeah. the way towards seven. That's a long and, time, yeah. I don't know, that was a long time, but the funny thing is, everything was. Everything was, you know, as it should be. You know, everyone's safe. You know, they wouldn't get into the festival. Uh-huh. Now, the one thing that did happen that most networks and nobody ever covered was around 7, mm-hmm. the time frame, 7.30, 7.15. Um, oh, and also, mind you, 
that the yeah. festival doesn't open until 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, oh, so you're there for like 20. That's going to be 48 hours for you. That's a long time. Yeah, I yeah. I not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, mind you, they open at like 1 p.m., basically 12, mm-hmm. like in the afternoon. Right. So around 7.15 in the morning, that's when, um, you know, where everyone was waiting until mm-hmm. somebody from the back of the line started making uh, I, I just believe trouble and okay. then all you could hear is the countdown from people going three two one now nowhere you just see this whole barrage of crowd coming like twisting and turning from the little fences they had and running towards the front and so that ensued chaos already at seven fifteen in the morning so you're saying that the the crowd that was running that broke down the barricades that was from seven in the morning? Um, there's two different videos. So the one that's mostly been showed was from uh, later that day, around like two or three. But okay, nobody really got the recording from the morning when when it happened. So it was kind of basically that like that second video. But the thing is, yeah. Once everyone ran to the front and it was all crowded, the fence was still like holding up. So everybody was in front of the fence, but nobody was like knocking it down. You know, it was just a bunch of people crowded in a small space for the good 30 minutes. And I'm but, alive. <sighs> yeah. Thinking about it now, it's, it's kind of eerie because um, we were really compacted. It was like, I'd, I'd say like, 120 people really compact in the area, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's all crowded. People were yeah. throwing stuff like around. It was pretty bad in the morning already. It makes you think why would they not stop the festival if people broke in at seven in the morning? Now I'm thinking about that. Yeah, that's that's what me and my friends were discussing as well. Like in the morning, I'm pretty sure, you know, Ward had to get around through his staff and everything, like, hey, like, it's not even open yet, but there's already a big crowd outside, you know, haggling the fence. And what's mm-hmm. messed up is, I'd say around, like, after 30 minutes when everybody's cramped up, that's yeah. when you hear more people begin to count down, three, two, one, and they that's when they started shaking the fence, and security were, were trying to, like, hold the fence in place but I mean it's like at least eight security guards against 120 people so that's fully dangerous that is so dangerous yeah and I um, didn't even wow okay this sounds like now I'm thinking if that happened at seven why wouldn't even the city send more staff to like protect the area that's what I don't understand yeah and uh, that's true and what's crazy is as they were haggling the fence uh, other people witnessed like across from the fence kind of like the little gateway to go onto the bridge and then going to the festival is you see these other like I think security I don't think I don't know if there was security or staff but like a lot of people with yellow jackets and you even there was like from a distance you see like port, uh, cops on horses but I mean they didn't take part in like helping security so after like I say seven minutes of haggling, that's when they um, broke down the fence and that's when they started running in. But 
the really bad part is I think five girls got caught within the fence. So people. Oh my gosh. That is so. Oh my gosh. First of all, that gives me anxiety just hearing it. (laughs) It wasn't even near. That's the first thing I need to say. Second of all, like, why would they do that? I know. Okay, this has been the biggest controversy. So I know in his Netflix special, Look Mom, I Can Fly, they Mm use footage of people breaking down the fence. Yeah. And I uh, wonder if people were just trying to replicate that. Um, to be honest, I don't I I, I think they weren't trying to replicate it, but because the atmosphere is like like they're just trying to get in, you know. And the main thing is a lot a lot a lot of me was like, oh, they're just trying to get in to see Travis. No, because Travis performed until like literally the nighttime. There were right. a, a lot of yeah, a lot of people were trying to get in because of the merch you know what this is the most logical thought like I've heard so far I didn't even think about the merch until you said it so people were not even trying to get in specifically for Travis they're trying to get in to get the memorabilia to get the experience and probably to see someone else yeah but the most people that were like yeah. trying to go into first is for sure the merch like you could hear like conversations oh. throughout the crowd when we're there like hey, you know, get to the merch, get to the merch, get to the merch, because nowadays, you know, scalpers and resellers be reselling these shirts that were, like, nearly, like, 30 bucks. They resell them for, like, 100 or something. And especially since it has, like, Travis Scott's brand and everything, they double it. So basically they see, like, the merch as, like, the holy grail. I didn't even think – thank you for saying that. I did not think about the merch as being – of any value because I go to okay this is not Travis Scott but I go to John Mayer every time he's here they're not the same but still every time I go I'm like you know I could line up for merch but like I'm gonna see him again you know what I mean I don't think about it and yeah. nobody here fights for merch either so mm-hmm. I never thought about the merch being and like a piece of the economy or a piece of the puzzle now that so that makes sense then but you yeah. know what it's so hard to get Cactus Jack merch, it, just on a regular day, even online. Exactly, exactly. And so, what's crazy too is, um, like just merch or like vintage thrifting in general here in Houston, it's really yeah. big. It's really. I heard big. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I need to go there for, for thrifting. That's what I need to do. Yeah, okay? it's so. it's really big here. So yeah, um, everyone was like literally talking about the merch, and you know these girls yeah. got trampled over and. In my experience, I was able to, you know, um, not go through where, like, the people were trampled. I was able to go around. But luckily, I had my friend with me that he helped me basically kind of walk around because I know there was a point that I was kind of, like, twisted. And I was about to fall into, like, the pile that was already piled up. Oh, the pile of the people that were, like, going over the fence? Mm, mm, yeah, the, the people who got caught onto the fence, they were, like, already on the floor. But the thing oh is, God. I was about to fall in there. But luckily, I had friends that were, like, grabbing onto me, like, hey, just go. Because at that point in time, you know, it, it, it hits you either, like, you know, flight or, uh, I think, fight or flight. Like, kind of yeah. in- instincts. Yeah, so after that everybody just ran through like security and apparently there's supposed to be a checkpoint that you had to get you had to bring your covid card in order to get checked to get in and but they since all it was, 
yeah, since it was so chaotic, everyone just ran through. They went up to the bridge, and then everyone ran towards the another entrance where they have like the security, I think, metal detectors. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the stopping point, you know, because we had to stop there and wait for security. But yeah, the, just in the very morning, the, the festival wasn't even started. It's already pretty chaotic. Okay, so basically people got up to the metal detectors, but they couldn't get past metal detectors? Yeah, because there was already um, personnel there. Like, they were letting people try to go through. And also on the yeah. other side of the, the metal detectors, I think that's where the, 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 the police and horses were there. That's where, oh. like, more security was there. Because I'm pretty sure, like, once mm-hmm. they broke down the fence, they're like, hey, you know, go to the second checkpoint, make sure no one gets through. Okay, so basically, so they weren't able to validate that everybody who came in had a ticket, but they were able to validate that they didn't have weapons, essentially. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, so at least that's a win on their part. So yeah. Can give them, yeah, give them one W. That's the good thing, yeah. But the funny thing is, is that while we're, I think we waited at the second checkpoint for about, I think, a good, I'd say 15, another 15. But there's like yeah. 15 rows that we have. Mm-hmm. But what made it worse is that they put the merch booth in front of that yeah. second checkpoint. Oh. And oh, okay, okay. And so once you once we stopped at the second checkpoint, that's when everybody's seen where the merch booth is at. It's like right in front. So everybody was more pumped up. And this doesn't get talked about the news so much, but they they were starting to light like fireworks within the lines. Why? I don't know. Somebody <laughs> snuck in um, fireworks, basically, and started popping them right then and there. It's probably to scare people to leave the line so they can get closer. Mm, probably, yeah. Um, that could work. Yeah, it really could work. That's insane, though. That is actually insane. I couldn't imagine this. I would have turned... I get claustrophobia. So I would have turned around and left and gone home and lost my $350. <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> a hundred percent okay so that makes sense then so did you get any merch or did you just go for the show um so me and my friends had a debate we're like okay since it's a two-day festival we said first day let's just try to get the merch so you know the second day we could you know have a fun time explore more Mm -hmm. so yeah the first um when we're there we're trying to get the merch but right as they like opened up the second checkpoint, everybody ran to that merch booth. It got so bad. People started jumping over, like, I think, like, miniature gates, like, waist yeah. high. Yeah, uh-huh. people started jumping over that. People were, like, pushing just to get to the front of it. And oh I don't know God. if you've seen the clips from the news, but there's, like, a chopper overhead. And you can see, no, like, a big, massive crowd in front of the merch booth. And I saw I it could, from like floor level, but not from the chopper picture. Oh, okay. No, it was from the chopper view. You could see like it was basically a mini concert at the market. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. And I wonder if they sold out. <laughs> um, they did, but the funny thing is that it took me, I think, two hours to get merch. Oh my god. And how much did it cost you? And that um, I think the shirts were like 30 to 45. The jackets were like at least 120 to like 150, I think. 
Okay, well, hold on to that because there will there will never be another Astro World, so just keep that forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Um, the merch like that from this Astro World is gonna double or triple because of what you know of what happened. And the thing that us uh, uh, other networks didn't talk about is during the two hours, cops had to even go in front of the in front of the merch booth in order to hold the fence together too because there's a lot of people pushing, shoving. Like, we were packed on sardines, basically. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so now my understanding is this. So they said approximately 50,000 people were there. But the capacity for the area was 100,000. So Mm -hmm. they were still under capacity. Did it look like more than 50,000 people were there? To be honest about the whole thing, there was, I'd say, honestly, there was way more. Wow. There was way more. People, uh... People didn't talk about it, but at the merch line, yeah, it got so bad. They were throwing fences, uh, like the miniature fences, over like, I think they like they picked them up. They tossed them over to the back, kind of like if they're crowd surfing the, the miniature fences. Yeah, and it got so bad that police started tasing people. The, uh, I can't believe. So that's why when we looked at the pictures, it looked like there was no actual line. Yeah, they got they, rid of it. At, at, at some point. They started tasing and they started like they started canceling transactions and also there's some people trying to get behind the merch booth the little like yeah i say tent and they try yeah. to go inside the tent from the back are you serious yeah that, that's how that's how bad people really wanted the merch so then my question is so i see a lot of tweets that it, travis scott fans are just this bad so they really are just this intense but the thing is i'm not that bad so i don't really and i'm presuming you're not that bad so i don't subscribe to this stigma <laughs> nah it's just i don't think it's Travis Scott fans it's just um when it's something value i guess it's like something you see valuable and you know yeah. that you could flip it or anything that's when like your instinct is like i gotta get this i gotta get that that's how everyone was the whole atmosphere was like get the merch get the merch get the merch be the first one it's the economy of merch. Now we're learning about that. This is insane to me. Okay. So the police were there. So they said at some point the police actually went and talked to Travis and they were like, the crowd out there is hectic. And he was just like, well, what am I going to do? This is my whole question. He says that the police never told him anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that. So you've seen the Charlemagne interview. I don't know if we should talk about like the actual scott part of the concert and then we'll talk about the charlamagne interview let's do that okay so did you actually watch travis scott's performance i did yeah i did okay so from what what i understand is on one side there was like a crowd crush the other side was perfectly fine that's what i gathered from what i've read online everything like that so Mm -hmm. what was the crowd like during that concert and did you Uh, get crushed (laughs) or anything no i don't need to laugh no, you're good. So, um, honestly, this has to, um, this whole, like, before, leading up to the Travis, like, main performance. Yeah. I, you have to take it back, like, three hours before because the the same crowd that were, was there was mm-hmm. also there in the morning for, like, the performers of the day. So, yeah. for Don Tolliver, I think the uh, at that, I, I went to that one. Um, yeah the crowd was as packed as as the Travis Scott. Not as much, but it was the same scenario that people were like really kind of like really squished. I was even really squished. It got to the point that um it was 
pretty bad even like in the evening of like the performances leading up to, to Travis. Okay, so it's an all day thing. Yeah, yeah, it was an all day thing. Um, so for like Don Tolliver, Roddy Rich, and Lil Baby, but yeah. like it was the same thing. Everyone was really packed. But mind you, this is like the afternoonish. Even though it's really okay. cold, the sun is out. Okay. Yeah, and throughout the whole concert thing, you could see people vividly like smoking. That was the most like the most I think the most broad you could see is people smoking. Okay, like smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I just don't know if it's cigarettes or weed. I need to verify. Anyway. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, so, in the Travis, so, like, yeah, the whole thing was, like, really packed. So, in the Travis, the stage, I don't know if you've seen the stage, but it's kind of, like, I'd say, like, a cross. Okay. So. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ground is a cross. Yeah. So, it's, like, four okay. sections. The two right beside the stage, and then the other two behind, like, behind the, like, I think, like, kind of, like, towards the back. Yeah. So, I was originally, me and my friends were already in, like, the, I think, the first, but in the very left. We're already right there by the stage. Okay. And this was, like, two hours before Travis came out. Okay. And it was already not, it's not as crowded, but it was, like, still pretty, like, you know, kind of packed. And... What was really eerie is that they played an album from like a Houston legend called M- Mike Dean. Oh, isn't he his producer? Yeah, he produced Asheroth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he had an album which is just electric music, but it's more like the eerie side. So, like, the whole time that we're waiting for Travis, his like album, it's called like 422, it was playing yeah. in the background, you know? And oh. it was pretty eerie because, um, I mean, the whole like electric, I think, I think electric drums, like it would vibrate or like it would tap into the same frequency as your voice. So every time you talk, it would interfere with your voice. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So it, it was kind of eerie on that aspect. So like when you try to talk and the drums were going, it would like basically, um, interfere with your voice and you couldn't really talk so that's why a lot of medium there are like a lot of conspiracy theories about it because the whole um i'd say the album it was mostly kind of like it was i'd say the same frequency as as anybody i think voice so like it was hard talk like you could barely talk um, okay you could hear the bass within like your body you could like feel like the vibration going through your body okay but this is my this is my thing i have two two points here number one when i like you know when people drive by with heavy bass that's how i mm-hmm. feel too but the next point is travis scott's music has always kind of been eerie to me like rodeo was kind of eerie you know mm-hmm. what i mean like 90210 like kind of eerie but I've never listened to Mike Dean on his own, but Mike Dean also writes and produces a lot of music with Scott. So I think that kind of would be why he used Mike Dean's music. Mm. All the conspiracy theories are saying that Scott specifically played eerie music that like, you know, caused people to be rebellious. But Mm -hmm. if it's Mike Dean's album, that's just kind of the aesthetic they always go for, from my understanding. 
So that would make sense. But I wonder why the base was so heavy. Probably they just had a lot of speakers by the mountain. Yeah, they did. They had the speakers beside the mountain. And as well, they had another little mini stage behind like the little cross, which is like towards the people. They put more speakers there. So once the base boosted, literally everybody can feel it. And I mean, it's kind of like electronic music. So of course it's going to be eerie. But yeah, yeah, it was it was was a little (laughs) shift in energy. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, so now I'm going to go listen to 422, get scared, sleep with the lights on. <laughs> yeah, it's on, um, it's on YouTube, and I think in the comments of it, you can even see yeah. people posting, like, the time frames, like, of them, wow. like, playing the same song at Astroworld, like, in the beginning, and I, you could, like, you could tell, like, why it was eerie, because not that many people are used to that type of music. You're so right. We, yeah, mm-hmm. we have a newcomer, and it's just like, what the heck, what's going on? Oh, that makes sense. So they were just kind of using Mike Dean's beats as a way, I guess, to promote and support Mike Dean. But it kind of gave off this weird vibe. But then also the vibe was eerie. The area was weird. I would not like it if I was trying to like talk and bass kept going in my throat the entire time. I'd be very upset. So then when he came on, they said within five minutes, the crowd started to surge. So like what happened then? Okay, so as um as the countdown started happening since yeah. we're on uh, where we're like really close to the stage we heard people counting down again the same issue just people counting down and once they got to one that's when people started rushing like not rushing but pushing towards the stage and that's oh when God. we really got compacted that's so insane yeah i think once we got compacted me and my friends decided hey let's go somewhere else you know it's uh we're not going to be able to enjoy it so we left i think we left that little um area and then we got separated so i went to the far right side in the bottom yeah section yeah and so i was i was there and it was like a whole nother different vibe because everybody there was not compacted everyone had distance everyone was having fun Ah, so that, so what so what I read is correct. If you were on one side, you were getting crushed. If you were on the other side, you had a good time. Yeah. So okay. The David, I think they spoke on they um they put the locations of where the people um were deceased, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they were all on the left bottom side. Yes, that's what so, I saw. Yeah, in the other sections, everything you know, everybody was having fun. Even me, I was having fun. But that okay. it was that one particular side that was really bad. Ah, uh, makes sense. You know what? Everything makes sense now. So yeah. you're basically saying what the media said. So then it would make sense. They said all the ten people died from compression asphyxiasis, basically suffocation from compression. But I mean, that would make perfect sense. And if they were all in that area, it's just sad and unfortunate. So, um, at the end of the set, first of all, did it end earlier than it was supposed to? Is that true? No, they they carried on um, from the time frames that they posted. They carry on yeah. like the same schedule. Oh, so it so it didn't end early. No, because it said it was like forty minutes long. It was like from, yeah. I think from like ten something to ten forty, and right. yeah, that's exactly when it ended, like at ten forty something. Oh, okay. So so it didn't end early. Then it was okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So then, when you were leaving. Did you notice any paramedics, ambulances while you were 
there and you didn't see anything. Um, that that's the funny part because um, when I was on the right side of the bottom, I yeah. didn't see nothing because I, as I was coming into the crowd, I didn't mm-hmm. see no well for where I was, I didn't see nobody like no red ambulances because other Asha World, I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm like short, I'm like five <laughs> nine. There's like I'm shorter than you. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. So there's (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So there's like people like I think like like six foot just just um taller than me, and you couldn't really see nothing at eyesight. The only thing you could see like from eyesight is just the stage and the artist. Okay. Because I didn't even see like the ambulance came in um on the top section on the right side. Apparently it came in, but I never saw it. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. So then I guess my next question is on the way out, what was it like leaving? After he um, got done with everything, you know, everybody yeah. around me was like, like, oh my God, you know, can't, can't wait for tomorrow. You know, everybody already hyping up for tomorrow. And like, mm-hmm. as me leaving, um, everybody around me was just like, you know, had a great time, had fun course everybody was sweating um yeah and like leaving from i think the stage into yeah. like the the main like exit area i go like that's when i figured out there was more people than they were supposed to because it, oh. it took a while to leave it took like it, basically if you're leaving in like a single file like line with like fifty thousand people or such like it was oh my god it was a lot I think the longest it's taken me to leave a festival. I've only been to one festival and I went at the end to see Cardi B. Okay. Don't ask me why I bought tickets. I didn't buy tickets. I got them for free, but don't ask me why I had tickets to a whole two day festival and went just for Cardi B. Anyways. So it took me approximately an hour. I, I want to say an hour to get out. Mm-hmm. And this is like not even 50,000 people. So I can imagine how long 50,000 people would take. So did you find your friends after that? Yeah, so luckily, um, before, I think before entering the, um, the festival or like during the festival, we said, hey, if we ever get lost and just we continue throughout the night, like being lost, just meet up uh, where the Travis Scott head was at. Yeah. And so after all the while, of course, phone signal was terribly down because that, that many people, like, yeah, signal's gone. So we, oh, I waited about, I think, a good 40 minutes in order I got reunited with them. And yeah. that's the crazy part is everyone coming out. Nobody knew what was going on. Everybody was like, okay, it ended, you know, wait for the next day. That's what wow. we thought too. So when, once everyone was leaving, everybody was going home. The good thing is we were able to rent out like an apartment really close, like walking distance towards Asheville. So, right. Yeah. So once we left, everything was okay. You know, like, okay, since we kept out this day, let's just take a rest. And then come back the next day at a later time. Yeah. So we went back to the apartment. And also we were walking with people. And everybody, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was just like, like nothing happened, basically. Mm-hmm. So we started going. Um, I think the one thing that was really off to me is that the main road between Astro World and, like, I think the Reliance Stadium, mm-hmm. it was blocked. There was cops there. And it was blocked. And I thought that was really oh. weird because, yeah, they blocked it off. And we couldn't go, like, walk straight, like, to the apartment. So 
we had to go around the like I think five blocks. So it took us mm-hmm. a long time to get the apartment. But yeah, I thought that was really weird. It just they blocked off that main road. Because right. in the other two, I think the other two festivals, they didn't block off that road. Okay. So yeah, they okay. blocked it off. So that was like really weird. Wait, I forgot to ask you this question. Did you hear any screams while you were in, like at that side, the right bottom side, or no? No. All I could hear is the music and literally people that were like standing literally like I think two feet near me. Because yeah, it was like like I said, speakers were really loud. So I hear music and people around you just having a good time. But okay, so, I didn't okay. hear no screams at all. Okay, so now I can kind of believe that Travis didn't hear anything. Because if he has in-ears and it was that loud and they were that far away, I don't I believe he didn't hear it, in my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. But we can debunk that after. So you get back to the apartment and then do you find out about the casualties? So once we got the apartment, we decided to sleep and wake up like around I think eight so we could yeah. um, you know go back to the to the festival. But mm-hmm. that's when one of my friends woke up earlier, like around three or four. Yeah. And he woke us all up. He said, hey, Astro World is canceled. And I told him, what do Whoa. you mean it's canceled? Yeah, we just woke up like, what do you mean? And he showed me like the post of like the actual Astro World Instagram. Yeah. And that's when I read, you know, they canceled it. You know, they they feel really deep and saddened with the people who like, who lost. And right when I read that sentence, I was like really, like really confused. I was like, well, what happened? What do you mean this country? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that makes sense then. Yeah. Okay. So basically my question is now, did your friends see anything? Did they hear anything? Were they nervous? Um. So when I got around my friends, nothing really happened. Right. The only thing that we all saw was when we were together in the morning when like the people who got caught in the fences. That's all we saw that day. That was like really bad. All that and also the merch line. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so basically, it was like a normal festival that was just overpacked to you. Yeah. Because. Okay. Yeah, I kind of referred like you know I showed kind of like when I went to like the Juice World concert back in like I think 2018 at like mm-hmm. a, a warehouse live. And it was packed. Of course, people were sweating. So I thought, you know, the same thing, you know, okay, you know, people um, were sweating. And to be honest, I did see, I think, um, the only bad thing I saw was just the morning, March line. And like, I think at a concert, I saw a girl like throw up, but I mean, she's just throwing Yeah, up. I've seen that too. <laughs> she's just throwing up, you know, just give her yeah. some space, let her get out. Okay, so... You probably were very shocked after. So then we can go to the aftermath because when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, this can't be real. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think that he would get canceled this bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. Um, so my first thing was the apology video with the filter. Okay. That has turned to the biggest meme of all time. <laughs> what did you think about that? Um. Well, I mean... As me and my friends talked about, like, apology videos nowadays, you're always going to be judged by the way you spoke into the camera. Since that's true. That's true. Um, there's always like a, a, a like a prejudice, like I don't say prejudice, but already like a, a 
they're already opinionated right right when they click on like the video look at a video already yeah um well what i saw is just you know somebody that like was really confused as well you know giving out his like apology I'm, i'm pretty sure he didn't know like what to do at that moment because i mean imagine if you're performing and i don't know where you got done and they just said like they just told you hey people died in your concert yeah and yeah i also okay two things one do you believe he heard what was going on or no from up there that's the biggest dispute Mm i i honestly i didn't think he saw anything but i think he might have seen the ambulance like came in but yeah other than that it was too loud there's it was too loud there's um lights going in and out you know like that part like the, py- the pyro basically mm-hmm. yeah and i'm pretty sure when you're performing and you're in your set i mean you want to have like fun basically so pretty sure yeah. he was just doing you know performing like he was just going with his um performance but the thing that they don't talk about is at the end there was fireworks too you're right so all that pyro would have been so loud like he wouldn't hear I I don't think he could hear anything in my honest opinion plus he has in-ears yeah so that's playing the music back to him he Mm -hmm. saw the guy at the front but the guy was really at the front yeah he was on the right side he was like kind of like I think a a couple hundred like 200 yards from him yeah so that makes sense because he was like if you look down he saw him right but everybody way back I don't think he could see that because I've performed in concerts before and I can't see that far back so exactly. I mean, yeah. I believe. So I believe that based on him stopping for that the kid at the front and the ambulance, I'm gonna say I don't think he's a horrible person. I think that he stopped and did what he could with, on this stage. That's my opinion. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, because what we also did is um, since I think I don't, I I'm pretty sure uh, as those, as those videos were taken, you can see how mm-hmm. he has like a little pedestal that goes up or raises them yeah yeah and i'm You're pretty right. sure that's why he could see it yeah and also since me and my uh i think my friend he showed me a clip that when they live streamed like the festival through apple apple yeah. tv i think yeah that you could see like kind of sky view the crowd and you could see multiple like i guess like little holes in crowds but the thing is you can never tell which one's like a pileup because usually when they create holes like that, it's like a like a little mosh pit basically. You're right. I think when I watched the Apple live streams, I actually was watching it on Apple. Um, I didn't hear anything, and I didn't see anything weird. In my honest opinion, mm-hmm. I remember my mom being like, "So why doesn't he just stop the show for the ambulance?" Like my mom's like, "He should stop longer." Mm-hmm. But I I was like, he kind of stopped for a sufficient period of time, and I don't think anybody said anything to him in his in-ears that's my whole dispute like why did nobody say anything to him if this is the case and number two like why did they wait for him to get to Dave and Buster's to tell him that people died yeah that was really confusing too because um I because mind you I mean he even had um Stormy and Kylie Jenner kind of walking through the crowd as well exactly so I, mean, I so I don't think anybody knew it was that bad. That's my I, 
and I know people will say that I'm a sympathizer, but I just don't believe that, especially, I don't think from where he was, he knew it was that bad. That's my honest opinion. I don't know if it's yours, you share the same one, but that's my opinion. I feel like for him, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him nothing because I feel like the only time, like, some, some, someone like something happens like that, the only time you'll figure it out is like, if you're in that section or like if you're right there because right. there's a lot of debate about you know people online like trying to like trash them and everything but the main thing is most of these people aren't there you know they're just judging by a point of view or like something like that. They're, they just weren't there but I think just in that very concert if you were right there you you like I feel like you could like spoken your opinion on whether he's good or bad because I mean I didn't hear nothing at all. That's true. Okay, so let's talk about the Charlemagne interview. Oh my <sighs> god. <laughs> okay. This is this is where he slightly lost me, you know? Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> so the Charlemagne, I mean, I think I think he tried to he I, he, I, I think he tried to, like, I guess, acknowledge, I guess, like, fan base of, like, what he's trying to do. But I don't think he, you know, set it up, like, as he wanted it to be, you know? Yeah, I think my whole thing from it, from what I understood, because his lawyer went on TMZ that night and told TMZ live that he told Travis not to do it. <laughs> and Travis insisted that he needed to do this interview like he had no choice he had to do this interview my whole thing is Travis is a terrible public speaker I don't know how long you've been a Travis Scott fan mm-hmm. terrible public speaker yeah. when it comes to speaking his mind he's not really like the best I'd say no so I'm like why would you knowing that first of all he can't legally say I'm sorry because he'll be charged mm-hmm. number two he can't speak, period, publicly. The best interview I've ever seen him do was Ellen. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. <laughs> and so you have no public speaking skills. Why would you then go and talk to Charlemagne the God? I, I knew from the start Charlemagne, Charlemagne was going to get that interview, though. I just knew it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why would you go talk to Charlemagne the God for an almost an hour? <laughs> Idiot. Um, that was my number one thing. Yeah, Charlemagne is pretty like controversial. Like just yeah. being like on the Breakfast Club, like he had his moments that were like not so great at all. Just like Charlemagne by himself. But but I feel like yeah. he did the interview just I guess to like talk to his like kind of talk to his like fan base of like where yeah. he's at, you know, like his headspace. I mean, I got where his headspace was at. Um I laughed at some parts, like when he made the heart monitor wrist comment. I laughed at that. I'm like, Apple sponsored that whole comment right there. We know Apple. <laughs> and then the Kylie Jenner ending when he just didn't know how to answer if he was in a relationship with Kylie Jenner. That made me laugh. Oh. But I was just like, okay. But then he just kept, I think he said, you know, over 300 times. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else did he do? He just... Like was just, but like it was a perfectly like lawyer constructed interview. I think he wanted to say something. I think he felt comfortable with Charlemagne, but at the same point in time, he didn't really have anything to say. So I don't know if he should have done the interview. So I think it's gonna be, as you said earlier, 
people are going to pick apart whatever you have to say, especially in this time, because this is the biggest concert tragedy in social media history. We have to be honest. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to pick apart here. There is. um, Yeah, because you, like, it's, like, something like this never happens, like, like, you know, consecutively. So, like, I say, honestly, this compared to, like, this is the biggest thing, I'd say, in, like, probably in a decade, two decades or so. Because the last something like this, like, I've known was Pearl Jam back in, like, I think, 92, I think. My mom talked about the Rolling Stones and how that happened in her time. Oh, yeah. So, and they're all performing still. So my question for you now, number one, are you still a Travis Scott fan? And number two, do you think he should be canceled? Okay, so the first one, um, I'm still going to be a Travis Scott fan. Um, It's just pretty difficult to see him where he's at right now and, like, how everyone's trying to trash him. Because yeah. you know, just um, I mean, it's something you know. Even I can't really like express like how to feel because if something like that happens to like, I guess yourself or like you're the one performing and they tell you this news, I mean, is I don't know, it's really, really bad. It is bad, a hundred percent. He has to be depressed. He looks depressed, though, to be honest. I'm not making fun of him. He actually does look depressed. Yeah. He does. And then for him to be canceled, I don't, personally, I don't think he should be canceled because I've seen in articles, too, that he incites riots. My thing is, I mean, you could be influenced, but the thing is, you're the people are making the decision, you know? He's not making it for you. That's true. And also my whole thing is we can tell people to jump, but it's up to you to ask how high, like as what you're saying. Um, Exactly. My honest opinion, like for me, this was hard to hear definitely because all my amazing university moments somehow had to do with like a Travis Scott song, like at every party his music was played. So I've been a fan since probably 2013, Mm. like way back in the day. But this is hard because it's like, one of your favorite musicians and they're getting trashed in the media and people are calling them demonic and satanic but side note did you hear the part where you said i'm a man of god i was rolling on the floor laughing i had to pause the video that was <laughs> hilarious i'm like travis no no when, uh, when they're no. talking about how like his um his uh i think it was i think um what they played earlier the day they're like hey you know there's big conspiracy theories like throwing around that how your music is satanic and everything he was like he's like well, first, first of all <laughs> I'm a man of God. <laughs> he just got so like he's like first of all, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then he throws in like one more religious anecdote at the end of the interview. I was crying. I was like, Travis, no baby, <laughs> what is you doing? Yeah, it's like you, you ain't got to say that. You know, you ain't got to. You ain't really got to say all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just have to say no. I'm not demonic. You don't have to say first. Yeah, of all. you know he got really defensive. He was like, first of all, oh my god. <laughs> he, was, he was so defensive. I was like, what? What's? What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> he's like, he was about to preach in that in that moment when he heard like his music was satanic. He was about to preach. 
the southern in him was about to come out (laughs) (laughs) yeah also fun fact about Travis is he wasn't born in Houston he was born in Missouri City really yeah uh it's like a couple minutes away from Houston Oh, so they just put Houston. I wonder if they drove him to the Houston hospital just so he could have clout. <laughs> just put Houston on the computer. <laughs> just say he's Houston. Yeah. Nah, know, yeah. Like, I think in the documentary, cause... it shows you that he was like originally from Missouri City, but uh, I think he moved to Houston. You know, that's a fun fact. A side note, you know, I should expose myself right now, too. So I was living in Brampton, the city where Tristan Thompson's fun, fun fact. Mm-hmm. And um because my grandmother worked at a hospital in toronto when my mom went into labor they drove (laughs) from brampton to toronto so so technically they didn't live in toronto when i was born but i was born in toronto because of that drive so there we go (laughs) but then i moved to toronto when i was six so technically i guess travis scott and i can both share that lie (laughs) yeah it it evens out yeah it evens out (laughs) there we go fun fact anyway this has been fun. Thank you for sharing your experience with me and with the entire podcast world, whoever's going to listen to this about World. I learned a lot that I would have not learned from Twitter, Facebook, wherever or not, the news. So thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, You know, just, I just pray, you know, for Travis Scott and also for the people, like, you know, who lost their lives because, yeah. I mean, just, you want, you want to go to a festival, have fun, you know? you know what you know you're right like we're here we're making light of it we're discussing what happened but it is devastating for those families who lost people we need to definitely pray for them send them healing vibes and um yeah that's hard you go to a concert and your your kids don't come home that's that's rough mm-hmm. you know so but i hope that there's healing in all of it i hope that maybe one day not for the next two or three years we can see travis scott perform again he needs to take a little sabbatical <laughs> hopefully i mean right now they took him out of coachella he said he was willing to perform for free oh my mom okay debunk theory so my mom actually explained like the contractual situation with that so he technically had to make that offer to get his 25 percent of the payment so it's not necessarily that he wanted to perform for free. My mom's like contractually, he would have had to make that offer. He has to basically exhaust all Coachella's options before they take him out in order to get a portion of the payment, which he needs now for the lawsuits. So, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I feel really bad, too, because after this whole thing happened, everyone got the refunds from Asherwood, So You're right. So you got your refund, too. So mm-hmm. you got to see a free concert and you got merch. But yes, at the... But yeah, you're right. Everyone got their money back. But also, he's still making money right now. Like, and he's on all these artist songs. He's he's not not making money, just not making what he would have made. Yeah. Um, but he's still on Rolling Loud Portugal. Oh, is it Portugal? He's still on the on the list so. to perform there in July. So yeah, well, hopefully he doesn't, you know, take him out last minute. <laughs> but I think, in my honest opinion, I think July is too soon for him to perform. Yeah, I Maya. think he should he should wait at least like another year or so because yeah, um, at this point it's just for him to like be you know be consistent with like the families even though the families did reject what he was like trying to offer them he yeah. should still you know still be right beside the family even though like they're not gonna accept what you give them but as long as you try to stick with them and make sure you know they're okay 
I think I think that's uh, that's all he should do. But yeah, that's for, what I think as well. For like concerts or performances, he's gonna have to wait another year. So. And then his album was supposed to come <sighs> out this this month, I think. Yeah, this month. It would have been right that's, after Astral World. Yeah. Yeah. But not has to delay so, for like another year. So. That is delayed. He lost Cacti. Um, well, no, he didn't lose Cacti. Apparently, they were on a one-year contract and it expired. And then he just chose not to renew. And then they made it seem like they dropped him. But that wasn't really what happened. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, yeah. The, the, the video was like, hey, um, so Cacti got discontinued because of what happened. Like, what? No, like, the contract ran up November 30th and they decided not to renew. I was like, to be honest, I, I kind of didn't really like Cacti. Nobody did. Nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, I think White, White Claw's pretty bad. So drinking cacti, I was like, nope, this is White Claws are so bad. I don't, I don't know the hype, but one night I drank seven. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I went to work the next morning. So you I'm say, efficient. hold on, hold on. You say you drank seven. I drank seven one night because I wanted to try all the flavors at this party. Oh, they were free at a house party, and I wanted to try all the flavors, so I drank seven. I think at the second, I, I think at the second one, you were pretty, you were out of it. You're just like, you know what? We can go for it. <laughs> you know what? I woke up and I was at work six fifteen the next morning, so I want to give say that's a win. It's a W for me. <laughs> no headache or nothing. Oh no, I had a headache, but I was able to work. <laughs> okay, I was about to say if you got no headache. Of course, it's a win. What? <laughs> I had a headache. I had three cups of coffee. <laughs> but Dang, we made three? It oh, oh. <laughs> I said, we made it through. We made it. <laughs> yeah. Around your anyway, fifth hour. <laughs> around my fifth hour. <laughs> you know what? I think I slept two or three hours, got up, went to work. You know, it's it's easy to go to work if you're still drunk, but when you're, like, leaving the drunkness, if you haven't left the house yet, it's kind of hard, you know? So oh, yeah, because like, at that point, you just want to, hey, you know what? I'm not coming in today. <laughs> exactly. But here I'm like, I'm still like lit. Let's go. By 11 a.m., I was like, not anymore. But I only had one hour left, so it was, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. It, was all, it was all good. It was all good. Anyways, thank you so much once again. And you have a good night. Did you want to, like, announce your social media or are you good to go? Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and announce it. Um. So my name is Jose. You could follow me on Instagram at look. It's Jose. It's just the it's it's a Z instead of an S. Okay. And that's about it. Um, you know, pray pray for Travis Scott. Pray for his family. Uh, so the people who died. Also, you know, hopefully there's another actual world. But <laughs> I don't know if there's gonna be. But okay. But you know, you keep praying and wishing. Yeah, like to be honest, if there's another Ashworld, and if if they make another one, and they have more security, they have more everything, I I'm willing to go. You know, I I would go too just to, just to say it was there. It's it's the experience. I mean, now I mean, because Ashworld used to be a carnival, and then this like you know tragedy happened. It's like if you say the word Ashworld, it's it's gonna be gonna be your first. You know? Yeah, that's true. If I can make it from Canada to Houston to go to Astroworld, survive, and turn back to Canada, that's a win. (laughs) No, we we shouldn't say that. But anyways, thank you. And everyone, thanks for listening.